Hey, this is episode five of console.warn, a podcast where we highlight what's new and noteworthy in software development. If you like what you hear, please consider subscribing or liking. Let's get started. First up, GitHub Copilot Chat beta has dropped. Uh, as you probably all know, Copilot Chat is ChatGPT, but within the context of your project. So in VS Code, I can ask it something like, how can I improve my state management? And it'll suggest improvements understanding your entire project. So I've been building a little GraphQL server with Postgres on the side, and I asked it to help me improve the data layer. And it made some great suggestions on um, how to improve the types and a few other um, and a few other things. So overall, uh, it's pretty awesome to use, honestly. Now, is this one step closer to replacing developers? Maybe. Now, I can make a lot of usual arguments about why software engineers will be replaced in five years. It's kind of easy at this point, but let me throw a little optimism your way. My argument against this is that as ChatGPT produces better code, the inputs into the system have to be more complex as well. So at a certain point, it starts to become faster and easier to just write the code yourself. There's sort of a bell curve where the burdens of prompt writing start to add up over time and it takes you longer to code. The other issue I see is that as AI starts solving problems in a way that you don't understand, it makes it much harder for you to write prompts uh, when you fail to understand your own code. I guess this is not an argument against ChatGPT. It's more of an argument for having smart software engineers write code with the help of AI. I think, or I hope at least, that we're a long way away from product managers working on new features and fixing bugs with no-code software, but I mean, I could be wrong. I just, I don't imagine that large companies are going to want to hand over the bulk of their development process to an AI, but that kind of remains to be seen. Or at least the hope is that they don't do it all at once. Next up, we have Spotify, OpenAI, voice clone to different languages. So Spotify will start rolling out different languages uh, for a few select podcasts using OpenAI. So if you haven't seen this, the AI basically clones your voice and then you can speak perfectly in any language. So, So if you speak Spanish, you can listen to The Daily or Joe Rogan in your preferred language. There's an article in The Verge about this, and it has a sample of Lex Friedman, who's a popular podcaster, if you don't know, and he's speaking Spanish, the AI version of it. And it's pretty wild how real it sounds. I think this is one of the better uses of AI that I've seen, um, as long as it's done with the author's permission, of course. But I kind of imagine being able to listen to podcasts or music or watch movies from across the world that aren't available in English. Um, there's a Turkish show that my mom watches all the time and it's, there are only subtitles for it. So I imagine being able to watch that show in the real character's voice, but it's just in English and everything sounds totally native. So something to look forward to, I think, keep an eye on that. Next up, this is an older video, uh, on YouTube from a guy named Frank coding, which I'll link to. He talks about the adapter pattern in JavaScript. So I did a bit of a deep dive into design patterns last year and found this video pretty helpful. He explains a problem where we have a package like UUID and 
you're using it all over your application. Then let's say you want to update it to UUID 4 or some other comparable package. You'd have to update it everywhere that you imported the package. But with the adapter pattern, you can create an abstraction layer um, around the package so that it's only imported from one spot. So if something changes, all you have to do is change the package in the abstraction layer. I think a lot of times we use certain design patterns or mangled versions of them in our code without really realizing it. So becoming more familiar with design patterns overall can help us, one, recognize when we're using them, and two, uh, how to use them correctly. And finally, another video from Web Dev Simplified about state management in the browser URL. He uses a filter example using use search params from React Router. The nice thing about this pattern is that when you navigate away from a page and then come back, the state remains. Obviously, this isn't a good approach for everything in an application or your URL becomes cluttered and unwieldy. But it's a good example of how to use it effectively and roll it out in certain circumstances where you need to persist state uh, across pages. So that's it for today. Thanks for listening. And once again, all the links will be in the show notes. See you next time.